0: Now, it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates the great feast of the Body and Blood of Jesus Christ, formerly known as Corpus Christi Sunday. Now, the Body and Blood of Jesus Christ is the greatest gift that God could ever give us, other than His only Son. Now, what I want to do is, I want to focus on the Mass in terms of sacrifice. I think after Vatican II, we dropped or we no longer used to call the Mass a sacrifice. Now, we refer to the Mass in many different ways. We recall it as Mass, the Eucharist, going to church, but we don't really talk about it as a sacrifice. And it is. The three readings for this feast day tell us about how the Mass truly is a sacrifice. So, what I want to do is I want to focus on that, how the Mass that we celebrate is truly a sacrifice that we remember, the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, and how that becomes an instrument of God's grace for us all. Now, with sacrifice comes the outpouring of blood, and we see that in all the readings for this weekend. Now, blood, Blood, we all know, is vital for life itself. Our blood in our bodies play a very instrumental piece of our health. Blood essentially delivers oxygen and nutrients and vitamins to our tissues and our organs. Now, if we have a deficiency in our supply of blood, just a small amount, well, we become anemic. And we become lethargic. We don't have much energy. We don't have ability to do things. Now, if our blood supply drops even severely, say, for example, we're in a car accident. Well, if our heart isn't able to profuse blood to all the organs, essentially organs will have the potential of dying off. And our body will die. Therefore, blood is life. That's why I love the Red Cross's motto, give the gift of life, donate blood. Well, that's so true. Blood truly is the gift of life. Anyone who's ever received a transfusion of blood knows just how grateful they are for what they received, a gift of life. And so, the people in the ancient world, especially during the time of Moses in the first reading, they knew just how important blood was for not just themselves and their body, but for the covenants that they made with God. And that's precisely what's happening in the first reading. Right now, Moses, the leader of the Israelite nation, is entering into a covenant with God. What's required? Well, a sacrifice. Essentially, in order to ratify or to formally consent or accept this covenant, A sacrifice must be made as a symbolic gesture that both parties, God as well as the Israelite nation, agree to the terms of the covenant. And see, that's what happens at the very beginning of the first reading. It says, then having sent certain young men of the Israelites to offer holocausts and sacrifice young bulls as peace offerings to the Lord. Well, the Israelites now accept the covenant that they are about to enter into with God. Now, notice what Moses does with the blood that comes from the sacrifice. It says, Moses took half of the blood and put it into large bowls. The other half, he splashed onto the altar. Now, the altar was a sacred place where the sacrifice actually took place, the sacrifice to God. Therefore, the altar was sacred and divine, which means By splashing the blood upon the altar, it was a symbolic gesture that God now was giving his life to the Israelite people. Notice what Moses does with the second part of the blood. It says, He took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, This is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all his words. Well, now he sprinkles the blood on the Israelite people themselves. In doing so, it's a symbolic gesture that now the Israelite people offer their lives over to God. And so, you see this communion of life, this exchange of life between God and the Israelite people in this covenant. Now, realize this covenant is not just some arbitrary contract. The Israelites can come back and renegotiate if they don't like it. No, it's very serious It's a pledge of life. The Israelites and God are entering into a communion of life that they're giving to each other. And see, that's what we do every time we gather for Mass. Every time we gather for Mass, we have those two components, a sacrifice and the outpouring of blood. And see, that's what Hebrews is getting at in the second reading. The author of Hebrews is telling us, that Jesus Christ now becomes the eternal covenant that essentially renders all the Old Testament covenants obsolete. Essentially now, Jesus establishes a new covenant that is the end-all of covenants. There is no more. This is the eternal covenant that Jesus now has with us, his people and his church. The sacrifice, Jesus mounting the cross. Now, it's so interesting Hebrews tells us that the covenant that Jesus makes with us, the church, follows all the traditional Old Testament covenants. There is a sacrifice and there is an outpouring of blood. Notice what it says in the second reading. When Christ came as high priest of the good things that have come to be, passing through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, he entered once for all into the sanctuary, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption for us all. Essentially, what happens is Jesus enters into a covenant with us. But before that covenant be carried out, before that sacrifice is made, it has to be ratified, accepted. We have to give consent to it. When does that happen? At the time of the Last Supper. And see, that's that's why every time we celebrate Mass, the sacrifice and the outpouring of blood is made visible to us. They go hand in hand. At the time of the Last Supper, Jesus gathers with his apostles. Now, Jesus intentionally, intentionally makes or has or establishes the Last Supper right before his sacrifice on the cross. Why? Because he wants to teach the apostles and us. About sacrifice and the outpouring of blood, and how it is made present to us at Mass, and how at Mass there's that exchange of that communion of life between us and God. Now, in the Last Supper, in which Jesus institutes our Mass, He's gathered with His apostles. Remember, the apostles represent us, our church. Therefore, the apostles, you could say, ratify or accept the covenant of Jesus Christ by eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And that's what attested to in the gospel passage for this weekend. In doing so, the body and blood of Jesus Christ become the source of life for us all. And not just life in this world, in the world to come, the world we are all attending to, heaven. Now, It's so interesting. Compare and contrast the covenant of Christ with all the Old Testament covenants. Yes, there is a source of blood. In the Old Testament covenants, it comes from an animal that is sacrificed. But from Christ, it comes from Jesus Christ himself. Notice what we do with the blood. In the Old Testament, the Jews sprinkled it on each other as a superficial way of accepting the terms of the covenant, of offering their lives to God. Well, what do we do? We don't sprinkle it on ourselves only to wash it away. No, we come up for communion and we consume the blood of Christ. We take it inside of us. And see, the body and blood of Jesus Christ now becomes part of our identity, part of who we are. Therefore, the covenant that we have with Jesus, the lives that we offer to Christ, become part of our makeup, part of who we are. Every time we gather for Mass, every time we come up for communion, we are offering ourselves, our lives to God. Just like Jesus offered life to us as he mounted the cross. And that was eternal life. And see, that's why every time we gather for Mass, it's an act of receiving life, of giving life. It's a communion of life that we enter into with God. Every time we gather, we pledge our lives to God. And we remember the great sacrifice of Christ on the cross in which he pledged for all of eternity, eternal life for all of us and his life for us. And see, that's what makes mass so special. That's why we have to come to mass every week. Christmas and Easter just doesn't cut it. Coming to Mass when we feel like it isn't good enough. This is the reason why the church stresses that we must come to Mass every week. It's because of that communion of life that is exchanged between us and God. Every time we come to Mass and come into communion, we remember the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the life that he offered for us, and in doing so, we come up and we repledge our lives to God. And in doing so, you see that communion of life exchanged. Now, notice also during Mass, especially during the words of consecration, you see sacrificial words. At the time of the consecration, the words that Jesus spoke at the time of the Last Supper, the priest holds up the host and he says, Take this and eat it, for this is my body given unto you. Then he takes the chalice and he says, Take this, the cup of my blood that'll be shed for you. Well, given over to you, shed for you, those are all words of sacrifice. If you are a first century Jew and you hear those words, immediately you know those words. You know those words are spoken in the temple by the priest right before he's about to sacrifice the animal to God. And see, those are sacrificial words. And those sacrificial words transform the bread and the wine into the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Notice also, too, one last thing. The physical characteristics in our churches, the sacrifice. You know, when we have the consecration, we have that on the altar, the same altar that the priests of the Old Testament used to sacrifice the animals. And so, the altar is always used as a means of sacrifice in our case as Catholics, as a means in which we transform the bread and the wine into the body and blood of Jesus Christ. More to it, what the priest wears. The priest wears a long chasuble, one seamless garment. That's exactly what the priests wore in the temple right before they were about to sacrifice the animals to God to reestablish the covenant with the Lord. We continue that same tradition. See, that's why The Mass truly is a sacrifice. We truly, we come to Mass and we remember the great sacrifice that Jesus made for us. When he mounted the cross, he offered his life for us. But more importantly, he offers eternal life for us if we eat his body and drink his blood. And therefore, every time we come up for communion, we re-pledge our lives to God. We recognize that the body and blood of Jesus Christ is the source of life. That's why we take it in. We don't sprinkle it on ourselves in a superficial way. We take it in. It becomes part of who we are. And therefore, the Mass, every time we gather, becomes a communion of life that we exchange between God and ourselves. And that's all that God ever wants from us. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ, Rest upon you always.